This is Jennifer Reed, the Good Dietitian, and this is Healthy, Holy, Whole. So tonight I am, uh, I've got um, three amazing guests and um, I actually have one here with me. Um, so this is my very good friend, uh, Yvonne Wilson. And I also have uh, Teresa Smith and Sherry Serka. Um, so I'm just meeting Teresa for the first time, but Sherry is one of my new good friends. I'm so thankful our paths have crossed. What a wonderful human being she is. And um, so tonight we're just going to talk about really bringing in um, different perspectives of body image, social media, um, scripture and faith and food and how all of that ties into us as, as women of God and, and how should we you know, really view these things. Um, and so I'm gonna introduce each lady again and let them give just a little bit about themselves, who they are and what they're doing and their, their walk at this point in life. And so Yvonne, let's start with you. So just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Yvonne Wilson and I am married and a mother of three adult children. And I do have two precious grandchildren and I am a believer in both the Lord and his word. And I am a full-time working mother, and I just enjoy spending the time with my friends and discussing the Lord and life's topics and how we can be benefit each other and edify one another. Awesome. Now, Miss Sherry, let's hear a little bit about yourself. My name is Sherry Circa. I am from Memphis. I'm a Memphis girl. Um, went into the Navy when I was 17. Didn't know what on earth I was going to do with my life. And God opened the doors for me to become a Navy nurse. And now I'm a nurse practitioner. And I love it. I love being able to connect with patients and help um, people learn uh, in a way that they can actually absorb and kind of mesh into the fabric of their life and really start to walk out. And I'm excited about this. And I'm so, so thankful that God connected our paths. Me too. Me too. All right, Miss Teresa. Teresa uh, Smith is actually uh, Sherry's sister. So Miss Teresa, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am actually Sherry's big sister or older <laughs> sister. Uh, I'm very proud of that. Um, but I am Teresa Smith, a native-born Memphian. I've lived here my entire life. I was educated here uh, and have worked uh, my whole life here. I am currently in a career transition. Uh, I am leaving management in a major um, telecommunications corporation uh, and am kind of exploring what I'm going to do next. I am a trained counselor, so that is an option to look at licensing and moving into counseling full time. And I am a believer. I've been a believer for most of my life since as long as I can remember and uh, have renewed my faith and my walk and my Christianity um, a couple of times as an adult. Uh, which I think is not uncommon for uh, many of us, but um, it is, it's an interesting place for me in this time and journey. It's certainly uh, a test of faith and hope, and I'm just excited to be here and uh, to be able to share whatever it is I can share as part of this um, broadcast today. Thank, thank you, you thank for having you. me. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. Um, so, 
my podcast, my this whole healthy holy hole really has the focus has been. Um, I felt you know God sort of laying on my heart um, this idea of you know so I had the food science, I had that education, but um, He's like, okay, but there's a whole spiritual aspect to this as well, because I feel like um, I, I, in women's circles, even at church in. Um, Bible studies or, you know, when we get together as women, different, um, you know, our conferences and things like that, man, all I would hear were, you know, these little side conversations about everyone's newest diet, drinking Mm. this, not drinking that, eating this, not Mm. eating that, all these things. But I never heard any of the spiritual connection to food because there is a spiritual connection to food. And I never heard it about, okay, well, I want to be healthier. It's, it's sort of, I want to look better, but it's sort of in a, a, a vain sort of way in the sense that, okay, well, but, you know, I just, I, I, I need to look a certain way. Um, but now that is sort of social media. That's the society we live in. I think that is sort of pushed on us. And as, as even as Christian women, we're susceptible to that. We see it on Facebook. You know, we're susceptible to posting um, pictures of ourselves, you know, so we've gotten to this this instant like sort of society where, you know, well, if I make a pretty picture of myself, I can post it on social media. How many likes am I going to get, you know? And I just felt God saying, wait a second, there's more to you than that. Your identity is in me, not your looks, not the world. And because there's such a connection to food um, and our sustainer, um, and I just felt like, what if we spent as much time trying to figure out our purpose and living out that purpose as we do on fad diets? Wow. Then, then maybe the world yeah. would just look a little bit differently. And so that's really where so much of this came about. And, um, you know, obviously, as a registered dietitian, you know, I have some, pre- some pretty strong views uh, on nutrition. Um, and, um, but at the end of the day, it still comes down to, um, you know, what causes us, you know, gluttony is still sin and is food something more than food to us? So sometimes if we look at, and Teresa, this is where this counseling comes in because my master's was actually in counseling as well as, okay, so food is now our comforter. It's our friend. It's our security. Um, all the things that Jesus means to be to us. Mm-hmm. But now we reach for food to fulfill that. And if we just sort of got a healthy relationship with Jesus, then we'd have a healthy relationship with our plate. I think one thing Mm -hmm. that you touched on is about the image. And I had read this uh, verse before, and it's in Genesis 127. But it never really stuck to me until after I saw this um, statement. In verse 127 says, so God created humans in his image, in the image of God, he created them. He created them, male and female. But what this statement um, that I read online was, the healthiest self-image, or God made us in his image, in his likeness, is the first indication of the value he places us places on us. Nice. And no other creature on earth is made in the image of God. 
Oh, that's yes. nice. I had never heard that before. I had no neither. other creature. So we're the only ones made in his image. How awesome is that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's Can you imagine? Can you imagine where we would be if we focused more on the fact that we are created in God's image? Yes than comparing our images to those of everyone else around us. If we could just focus on that, that would solve every dietary issue we have. <laughs> that would solve every, um, every, uh, absolutely. It's especially uh, any issue that you have with your self-worth, your um, yes. self-image. Yes. All of that, if we could focus just that we made in God's image, in perf perfection yes. in God's image. Um, I, I've, I've had conversations that I can recall where I talk about how everybody has something about themselves that they don't like. So my friends say, Teresa, I love your long legs. Well, okay, my legs are okay but I don't love them. And there are other parts of my body that I would wish would look certain way. But if we all focus less on the pieces of us and that one complete whole that is made whole and perfect in God's image, can you imagine yes. there would be no mental health issues actually? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. It is. I love that. Um, because, you know, Sherry, um, for you and I, uh, coming from the health profession, mm -hmm. um, you know, I what I have seen, and you've probably seen this as well, especially, you know, in the area that you work in, more so than myself, but um, I don't know of very many people that get to the end of their life. Right. And, and care at that point as much about you know or if they get there if they're at the point where you know okay so i have x amount of time to live mm -hmm. okay i don't think they're going to be focused on dieting or caring about how they look and and the people that you know what teresa was saying the people that are hurt and lost and lonely and hungry they don't care about how we look they don't care what i weigh they don't care what my hair looks like. Uh, they don't care what clothes I'm wearing. They only care that we care enough to be there and be helping them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Teresa, you're exactly right. And I love what you saw Yvonne, um, those verses, that's wonderful. Um, and Sherry, what, I mean, again, you've got a different perspective than, than us as well. Right. I do um, currently work in hospice and palliative care. So um, most people at the very end of their life, you're right, they don't care what they look like. There is a little in between where people are still able to get up and walk about and they do worry about how they look or uh, at the hospice house where I um where I've, I've worked, the mirrors can be turned so that patients don't see themselves if that's something that's difficult for them. But at the very end of one's life, all they care about is being surrounded by the people they love, working through all of the relationships that might have had some, some difficulties or tangles in them, and leaving this earth 
knowing that they have completed their work and that they have um, resolved any outstanding debts that they had with their family, with friends. That's all people care about at that point. And most people, I can't tell you how many people, when they reach that point where they've forgiven everyone, everyone's forgiven them, where they say, okay, I'm ready. And they don't care at all about being at that point. Most people just gradually don't want as much. It's just a natural very natural organic shutdown that happens and and they they are able to slip away and i always tell people with hospice we don't rush anyone to heaven but we don't slow things down like traditional medicine does we literally walk at the same pace that that person is walking with christ and i love what i do love it People think it's morbid, um, but I, I feel like I, I'm the hostess of Heaven's Waiting Room. What, what oh, I, love, <laughs> I love that. I yes. love what that. an awesome job to have. Exactly. And yeah. you are the right person for that. I, I don't know that I could. Right. I love, I love what you said about that. But, um, you know, I, I cry at Moana. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I just, I, I don't have control of those emotions. So I I don't know how well I would be in that situation, but thank God that you are. See, and he puts us where we need to be, which is wonderful. Um, And, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And I have this thing um, that I sort of jokingly started saying with uh, my patients, the ones, you know, that are open, I don't push on anybody. Um, But, you know, we started starting joking around and I was jokingly saying, well, you know, Jesus is called the bread of life and man is called the bread of heaven, not the meat or, you know, the fat. I even made a cute little t-shirt that is available to purchase. Um, but um, it's sort of joking because, you know, I know that we don't know exactly what manna was. There's lots of, you know, um, theories out there and there's lots of things we do know it wasn't meat and it wasn't fat it was right. you know sometimes it really is described as bread sometimes it's described as a wafer like honey um kind of thing but what i love about all of that in god's provision mm-hmm. and it's just like for us today so god said you know the whole point of his providing that wasn't just for sustenance right. but it was to remind them always that he brought them out of or what he brought them out of, and that he was there. He was going to take care of them as long as they depended on him and learned to depend on him. And I love that he he said it so, okay, you only need to eat what I give you in that moment and what you can eat in that moment. And if you tried to take any more and they put it in their tents, then it rotted. Yeah. And again, that was him saying, okay, do you de- do you believe in me enough? And are you going to depend on me and trust in me that I will provide for you? And so sometimes I think, um, because I grew up, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, single mom home. And, you know, uh, so there was always a lot of money um, and a lot of food to go around. We always had food, but, you know, there were times when it was tough. And we did have uh, food stamps. And um, so... Food for me is sometimes it is security. Even knowing everything I know, sometimes I still view it as, you know, and I think my mom did the same thing because she grew up very poor. Um, And so my mom always felt like if she had no money in her purse, but her cabinets were full 
and her fridge was full. She had food. She felt safe and okay. Um, and I still carry some of that psychologically. And um, and I know that I, I I shouldn't because I know that God will provide um, mm-hmm. if I trust and believe. Um, but I do feel like some of that, I mean, you know, we are the children of Israel. I mean, like all the time, we're just, we're just, we're just following the same path. It's like, we got the book, we got the story. There's no need for us to walk around in the desert going in circles, (laughs) but we still do, you know, we still think like this. Yeah. We've gotten so far away of relying on the word and instead relying on what social media says or what is said by a certain movie star or whatever that we've lost really what the true source source should be for us to go to. Yes. And that is the Bible for for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I think think that um, you sharing even the knowledge that you have as a dietitian and knowing um, food is for for living as opposed to security or comfort is a great moment of transparency. Um, and it is prevalent in my practice when I do counsel, I, I prefer group counseling, but it's, a, it's prevalent in me being transparent that I can't teach you skills to manage your life if I don't believe them. It's like I'm selling you hope. And so if I don't believe in what I sell, I don't sell it well. But as long as I believe in it, I sell it well. And so transparency as a professional um, in trying to um, teach or share information with someone else is extremely important to me. And I think it sends a sound message that even the professionals don't always get it right. right. I've been going through this cycle. My, For me, for you, food was security. For me, food was comfort. We had a two-parent household, but we still had limited money. And um, even in my mom's quest to teach us how to eat right, we were restricted on certain things that we could have and how much we could have. So one of the first things I remember doing as an adult or as a college student is eating as many Snicker bars as I wanted to eat or eating as much Taco Bell as I wanted to eat. And so it, I, I recognized very early on that food was comforting to me. So I went through this cycle recently where I didn't want food a lot at all. And then as I'm working through my process of this situation in my life, I found myself all of a sudden, uh, quote unquote, having an appetite again. And I was reaching for those things that were comforting again. So I didn't need the comfort. And then when I started to be okay, I needed the comfort to let me know that, okay, now you're being okay. And so that is just a moment of transparency for me as well, that we know the tools. We have the tool, we have the box. And we, as Christians, call ourselves very familiar with the Bible and implementation of it in everyday life. And yet, and still, we still struggle. We still struggle with the messages that the world gives us, with the um, 
erroneous thought patterns that we have fed our, created and fed ourselves yes. over a lifetime and breaking that cycle. So I appreciate your transparency. There's my moment of transparency, but just for me in, even when you talked about this topic, connecting it all, if I could stay focused on the Bible, if we could stay focused on our toolkit and what we know and what we've learned, those are the greatest coping skills that we could ever have and that we could ever share with anybody else. So I think this conversation we're having is very important and very impactful for ourselves and those people who may be receiving this message as well. And I'm thinking of Sherry, and I'm thinking of your absolutely beautiful daughters. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking about the messages that they're bombarded with, right. you know, and everything um, Teresa was just saying in our society and social media tells us as women, and especially young girls, that their value, their identity is in their body and, um, mm -hmm. you know, the thinner they are or, you know, the sexier they are, you know, there's there's these negative mm -hmm. messages that are just bombarding them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we find that that self-worth um, means something different uh, to them because, you know, society has told them, your self-worth movie stars celebrities have told them your self-worth is in your body right and it's even gotten to the other side to where the uh teenagers are even cruel to one another mm -hmm. by making fun mm -hmm. of how they look or just mm -hmm. really just negatively insulting them about different issues that they think they have of a person mm -hmm. and there's an art an author Rachel Hollis, who wrote the book, Girl, Wash Your Face and Stop Believing the Lies About Who You... Yeah. you know that one? I did the Bible study yeah. on the new version. Yes, and she said, other people's opinions are none of your business. And I, I had to stop and think. I said, what does that mean? Other people's opinions are none of my business. We're not to focus on what other people think of us. Yeah. We need to focus on what the That is says. one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> it's a great one. I yeah. love it. I'm gonna put it this on my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I actually add to that: what other people think of me is none of my business. And um, what other people think of me is none of my business. And not. Let me pull it together. I'll come back and, and add it to you. Well, I was going to say, um, Teresa had mentioned that we all have the tools. We all know this stuff. And so the biggest question to me is why, if God has made it so clear and um, we all truly, there is a part of all of us that understands that we're made in God Im God's image. So why is it so difficult? And I just think that we are just drawn away. It's it's um, to be consistently in God's word and reminding myself every day that I'm made in his image. And that in and of itself is amazing because he's amazing. Um, to do that is not as titillating and as it doesn't tickle my, my keys as much as it is to post the picture and see how many likes I get and to go back yes, and check it 15 go. times in a half hour. Um, 
And so I think it boils down really to something that none of us really enjoy, which is just discipline, Um, just putting into place and doing day after day after day what God has put in our heart. And, And that is to strive to be like him, to to strive for perfection. Um, None of us are perfect, but we can try to be like him. And I think that the more we as women talk about it and, and, we're convincing ourselves that this is not as important as we, you know, we all are convincing ourselves of this to some degree. Um, But then other women will also, and are also learning this. But my hope is that as we continue, we'll gain momentum. And each time we talk about it, it's like a seed being sown. And so um, in Corinthians, it says, some plant, some water, and God makes it grow. That is my favorite verse. And so as we continue to talk and to encourage and to, you know, I'll tell you something that I learned to do that was really difficult for me. But the it, the more we do that, the, the sooner we'll see fruit. But um, a few years ago, I realized that although I was a nice person, I had a difficult time giving compliments to other women because I was usually comparing myself to them. And I, you know, I didn't read this anywhere. I really feel like God put it on my heart um, to always compliment a woman when I see her. It might be, I love your hair. That shirt looks great on you. Those shoes are cute. Oh my goodness, you're so, you're such a good mom. And I find that the more I do that, the less I compare because light and dark can't dwell in the same place, right? So right. Right. complimenting right. and loving on our sisters, the less we are comparing ourselves to them. And that's it. God put us here to love on one another. Yeah. And we shouldn't be comparing or being negative about other people. Well, and um, some of the, some of the, when I was doing some research, when I was just first putting all this together um, and read some, some commentators, um, uh, you know, so in talking about eating and, and mm-hmm. what the Bible says about eating and, and, and gluttony and idolatry. So food is very much an idol uh, for us as well at times. Um, and they were like, okay, so, so that's disobedience, which you brought up. Uh, Sherry is being obedient. Okay, so if we're their their perspective was if we're disobedient with what we eat, what mm-hmm. other areas might we lack control of, and might we be disobedient? Because at the heart of everything is the heart, right? And if we're disobedient, or you know, if we lack control over our plate, then what other areas might we lack control over? That's so true. And, and I think mm-hmm. that that's huge when it comes to eating, and it comes to um, disordered eating and eating for comfort or even eating for security, you know, it does become something more than just food. That's so and, true. And, mm-hmm. and that becomes the biggest issue. And in my practice, what I have found is so many people don't make the connection. So it's not that, that everybody just walks around wanting to overeat and be unhealthy. That's not what I see. I see so many people who, you know, are hurting um, or their lives are so busy. Our jobs just really just take so much out of our lives and our time. um, And they're just sort of eating and not necessarily paying attention, but it's not for bad reasons. It's not, you know, um, because they want to be unhealthy or they want their children to be unhealthy. That's not what I have seen largely at all. I think people just don't know. And, um, 
once they make the connection, once I bring in, you know, this faith-based counseling approach uh, to nutrition, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Because there's some pretty strong language in the Bible about gluttony, <laughs> you know, um, and... Um, you know, the one Proverbs uh, says, you know, if you're given to gluttony, you might as well slit your throat. I was like, well, oh, yikes. <laughs> but, you know, we don't talk about gluttony in the church because, um, you know, we sort of sidestep that because, you know, we're not um, being gluttonous over alcohol, drugs or sex. Right. right. So we don't view food the same way as we do other indulgences. But it is an indulgence at times. And so finding that healthy perspective, um, and like you said, Sherry, it does take discipline and obedience. And And we've spent so many years of our life watching our own parents going to the TV, um, going to magazines, looking for that self-gratification for whatever that is they're missing in their life, which is the Lord and the Word, right? Mm -hmm. And so... We haven't had enough of that example, and I'm guilty of it of myself with my own kids. But as I walk through this journey of life, you know, the Lord just keeps pointing out these things, you know, that I've lacked and that it all comes back to his word. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about the time that I went through um, the... Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. That's terrible. Join the club. (laughs) Anxiety. When I had anxiety attacks, um, that's Mm. when my life really changed and God brought me back to the root of it all, which was his word. And thankfully he, he showed me my errors and he, I mean, it's still a journey for sure. But it is all about getting back into the word. And as you both have pointed out, it does affect us mentally. Mm-hmm. And right. it heal this heals us. Mm-hmm. It healed me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for his mm-hmm. word and what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a problem with self-image. And I, I still struggle with it from time to time. But again, getting into the word, it reminds me. And then I come and read First Samuel earlier today. And chapter 16, verse 7 says, God does not see as humans see. Humans look outward appearances, but the Lord looks into the heart. And you were talking about that earlier, how it comes back to the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I love that verse. And we need to see the heart of individuals instead of the outward appearance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially the, um, the train of thought that I had forgotten earlier was what other people think of you is none of your business. And it is, um, um, here we go again. It's none of your business, but it's also not my concern. Um, if we think about it, most times Sherry mentioned um, that she found herself not being able to give other women compliments because she was usually comparing herself to um, someone. And what most times what's happening is what that person, um, that's what is what other people think of me is none of my business and it has nothing to do with me. Because that person, what he thinks or think that they think about you, usually rooted in 
where they have come lacking in how they see themselves and how they see you. So if we focus less on what other people think of us, because truly you can be the sweetest person in the world and there's going to be someone somewhere who doesn't like you for whatever reason. It may be something you said. It may be um, white glasses. It may be blue glasses. It may be flowered shirts. But there's nothing about that that you can control because that person's opinion is rooted in whatever lack they see in themselves when they look at you. Um, And then when you talked about um, the Bible healing, um, just this conversation has illuminated so much for me personally already in just the 30 minutes that we've been talking. But the Bible has everything we need. Whether it is a reminder of gluttony and the sin that it is, whether it is tools to heal whatever the deep-rooted seed of anxiety or depression or um, whatever angst or emotional instability or emotional um, upheaval you may be experiencing, the Bible has it all. So why would we not look to the Bible as our best diet plan? Exactly. Um, Just know it has everything. And and you talked about, also you talked about um, people not wanting to be overweight, have poor eating habits, but they look up and they've been pushed into a corner and don't have time to cook. So you need to stop and pick something up. Um, And it it is just the fact of society that health food restaurants are few and far between. And even those restaurants that slap something, quote unquote, healthy on the menu is not usually very healthy. Um, And I was talking to uh, another nurse practitioner today and I was like, well, why would my body be lacking magnesium? Is it our diet? She said, absolutely. It's the root to everything. It is um, the preservatives and the poison that's put in the food that counteracts the natural process that God created our bodies to have. Um, And so that that food source um the choices of food that we make and uh, one of the first rules of thumb in any weight or dietary management system is to begin to eat mindfully to count the number of times you chew to look at what you're eating and not be on your phone not watch television not have any distraction other than indulging in that meal so that you can feel when your body is satisfied, when your hunger has been satiated, so that you can um, be mindful of what you're doing. If we were, uh, and that's a huge um, basis of my counseling practice as well, is living mindfully. If we can live in the moment more Mm -hmm. to police what we're putting into our bodies and how we're going to sustain our bodies. Um, It's just a domino effect. Yeah. The good and the bad. 
Yeah, Sherry, I want to give you. Uh, I want to. I, I want to come back to you because I know you had something to say. Um, uh, I just want to touch on uh, something real quickly. So, sure. yes. So as dietitians, there's a lot of us. There's a growing movement in us that's called sort of intuitive eating or mindful eating. And so it's not as much of a diet, but it is just being mindful and intuitive of when is your body really hungry um, versus when are we not hungry? Because we've spent so many years just sort of eating and snacking and grazing all day long. We don't really know hunger and fullness anymore. Um, and just allowing that that fullness to happen. So scientifically speaking, it does take the brain and stomach 20 minutes to connect to say we're full. So if we're shoveling it down while we're watching TV, then we don't allow that process to happen. So before we know it, we've overeaten because we're not allowing that time. Um, and so, yes, mindful eating, intuitive eating, that's really something that we are trying to focus on. And yes, whole foods um, are, you know, th there is wholeness to them, right? Um, and then also, you know, it's just not the mindful of when I'm hungry, but mindful of what, I'm doing just because I don't have enough time and maybe not making mm -hmm. the time maybe the evening before for yeah. prepping my meals yeah. for the next mm -hmm. day so that I don't do mm -hmm. the bad habit of running to Chick-fil-A in the morning on my mm -hmm. way to work. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> and I mean, ser seriously, we aren't yeah. being mindful. We're just allowing life to run us instead yeah. of allowing the word to run us. Exactly. Yeah. So go ahead, Sherry. I, I want um, I, you were going to say something. Um, I wanted to bring up. You spoke about manna and how not only is it provision, but uh, it teaches us reliance. And I also think um, that it teaches us that God will always provide. You know, He is Jehovah Jireh. But there are times He will provide more when we need more and less when we don't need as much because you know. The day before the Sabbath, they could collect double what they normally would. And yes. there, that food did not rot. And that just speaks to the fact that there are going to be times where God says, OK, you don't need as much right now. Uh, and if we are mindful and if we are if we're quiet and listen, which is so difficult because the world is noisy, our homes are noisy, work is noisy, every place is noisy. And so yes. it's so hard to sit and listen to God. But what I believe is that he is faithful. And if we commit 30 seconds, one minute, a minute and a half of each day to just sit yes. quietly and listen for his voice. Um, yes, we, we tell him how grateful we are. Yes, we ask for protection. Yes, we thank him for everything. But just if we would, and I'm, as you said, we're preaching to the choir, uh, <laughs> we would sit just for a moment. I believe God will fill that moment. He's like a goldfish. He'll fill whatever size bowl we give him. And um, then I believe he will give us very clear instructions yes. and, and, and we'll be more in tune to when I'm hungry. Am I hungry? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I just ate four slices of pizza. Oh, my goodness. Uh, just didn't even think about it. Just shoved them yeah. down. Um, and so, again, just like anything, I think, you know, if I, as you said, if we come home and we're tired and we're rushed, we'll throw something quick or buy something quick um, instead of taking the time to prep and cook because we just like things immediately. And we know that fast food isn't as good, isn't as nutritious, isn't as filling as a good, healthy meal made at home. But we do it because it's easy. And again, it just boils down to discipline. And I'm so thankful to be talking about this because I'm um, making myself excited again about getting healthy. <laughs> 
good. And yeah. you know, so um, so yeah, and, and Tony Evans um <sighs> today across my um I, I follow him uh, on Instagram mm -hmm. and today he said um he had a little post that said um it doesn't matter how long your prayers are. It matters what the heart of your prayer is, um, you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes just like you were saying, Sherry, so sometimes it's not, you know, that we have, you know, we, we do need that quiet time. We do need to be still listening. And, and I tell people, it's like, you know, for me, I was like, I carpool every day. But every day when I get in my car, it's me, <laughs> Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking Amen. to them as I'm driving. So yeah. my prayer is a little bit prayer and it's a little bit talking. And, um, you know, because I'm just like, oh, man, Jesus, did you see that car? Did you see what they did to me? Hot coals. Hot coals in their head. Now, yes, <laughs> someone in their path that will help speak to them because if they drive like that, they may not know you and they need to know you. But please, hot coals. Because they're dangerous to us all. So I, that's me on the way to work every day. Um, and it's just a fun part of my life that mm -hmm. I talk to to God like that. You know, it's just it's just fun for me. Um, I talk to him like I'm talking to you ladies here. Now, mm -hmm. at times, he and God and the Holy Spirit, they all probably tune me out because um, <laughs> they're probably tired of me just jacking yeah. along. But um, I think that just by making him that personable now, I absolutely believe in reverence. Absolutely. Um, but having that personal relationship with him just makes me mindful, you know, of the, you know, when I'm eating or what I'm doing. And, you know, so I, um, I had this uh, other T-shirt made that says, say grace and fill yourself with Jesus first. Because mm -hmm. we pray over our food, but how do we pray over that? But we're thankful for that food. But do we actually pray and ask God to help us to eat what we need versus maybe sometimes what we want? Um, and so it's just being a little more mindful in that prayer before we eat as well. Um, and just trying to to have that obedience um, when we do it. And, and yes, I think um, just when we can share this with our family and our friends um, and our patients um, and just, you know, my biggest thing also is to not blame and shame. Um, I never want anyone to feel blamed or shamed for for their weight or for what they're eating, what they're fixing for their families. Um, because again, I don't feel like most people, you know, I, I, I know how to put together a quick convenient meal um, from things that is not the drive-through. But that's because I kind of do, I'm, I'm a dietitian. So, you know, I can go to Trader Joe's and I can pick out a meal that's very quick and convenient um, and it's as inexpensive, maybe in a little less expensive than going through the drive-thru, but I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And not everybody does. And Trader Joe's is not in everybody's neighborhood. Right. So that's mm -hmm. something else that I feel like we have to fix as a society and a community and as a dietitian. Because we, we got the Taco Bells, we got the McDonald's. Exactly. But we need Trader Joe's. We need those healthier options um, for all people. All people should have the ability to have good food. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that that this time that we're living in the pandemic specifically um, showed me was that it is just as quick and just as easy to put together a meal at home as it is to go through the drive-through Nothing that we prepare that, well, let me take that back. Most things that we prepare, 
that are healthier for, for us don't take nearly as long as it feels like it will take in our mind. Um, if you are putting together a leafy green, a protein, and a healthy starch, you can have that finished in 15 to 20 minutes. Whereas you could also go at rush hour to Popeye's or McDonald's and literally be sitting in the drive-thru for 10 to 15 minutes and then take another 10 minutes to get home and another 10 minutes to get settled and lay that food out. That's an excellent point. I'm going to use that in my job. That's an excellent point. And that comes back to the point you made earlier about being more mindful of Mm -hmm. what we're really Mm -hmm. doing. If we just took a step back and look at that and think about it, use our minds instead of just on the go, 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 go. That makes perfect sense, Teresa. I'd never broke that down like that, but I'm going to. Yeah. And I'm going to use that in my class. Yes. Uh, at work because okay. when you put the time up next to each other, you're right. We're, yes. we're taking up time just by sitting in that drive Have you seen the line at Chick-fil-A? Oh my gosh, all the time. <laughs> it's all the time. At, at every Chick-fil-A. At every Chick-fil-A. Every yes. Chick-fil-A. And Popeye's, Popeye's line is, is, is as long sometimes and takes longer. Um, but, um, but yes, that's a perfect, I'm going to do that. I'm going to time it and I'm going to put it side by side. I'm going to do that. Thank you, Teresa. I'm going to use that with my patients. That's wonderful. (laughs) I like that tip. (laughs) That excites me. (laughs) I got a puppy that's eating things. so, um, so I want to I want to bring this these verses in real quick as well, um, as um, um, our time starts to to wind down a little bit. So, one of the main verses that God brought to my mind when um, I was really starting to think of this healthy, holy, whole um, sort of idea was Proverbs thirty one, mm-hmm. the virtuous woman. Um, and as you read through those verses, nowhere does it talk really about her looks. It's about who she is as a person to her family, to her friends, to those around her. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She watches for bargains. Her lights burn late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. So it, it's, it's about who she is a person. And right. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be that person, that woman, not someone who is constantly looking at myself and my looks and my weight and, yeah. and, and trying to figure out, you know, um, eat this, don't eat that. And, and just, you know, just because sometimes, honestly, sometimes, <laughs> I'm still going to go through a drive through and I'm going to get fast food um, because, you know, I like it. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I just sometimes like it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm going to do that sometimes. And it's not sometimes that gets us in trouble. Um, right. It's, it's, you know, all the time I was like, but, but I really want to be this woman. 
right. because I want to be serving out my purpose every single day. I want to know, I want to run that race. Mm. And what's so interesting that you read that because uh, the Lord brought to me first Peter uh, chapter three, verses three through four. And it comes to beauty is something internal yeah. that cannot be destroyed. Beauty expresses itself in a gentle Ooh. and quiet attitude, which God considers precious. Oh, that's precious. Yeah. Oh, I love those verses. Oh, I yeah. love that. I love that. That I love that. We are precious. We are precious yeah. to God, the creator mm -hmm. of all. So that, to, and doesn't that just bring us all back again to the heart, right? The heart. It does. Yes. I love that. I love those verses. I love that. Um, yes. I think sometimes, and, and I know, Sherry, you touched on this as well. Um, I think it really is easy um, to sort of, or easier to get caught up in um how many likes um, our pictures might get or, um, you know, um, how pretty can, um, and I'm not, I'm not um, dogging, um, right. doing our hair, doing our makeup. I'm not, that's not it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just, you know, I like those things as well. Um, my husband says I like shoes a little too much, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, but what I am saying is if we are confident in who we are as the women of God, you know, right. that, that we are, that, that we are his creation. Um, and we walk boldly in that, then all other things will fall into place. And you said that Teresa, you know, we'll, we'll be more mindful. We're still going to go through the drive through sometimes. And, you know, if this crazy pandemic ever goes away and we ever get to go back to Disney, um, I guarantee you, I'm going to that dull pineapple whip stand. Ooh. I'm going to have some of that dull pineapple whip ice cream. So it's, you know, um, so there are things that we're going to have. I think, you know, food is cultural, it's social, it's spiritual, it's a lot of things to us. And that doesn't make it bad. They had celebrations in the Bible. They had good food in the Bible. Um it's just finding that appropriate time and and um, just being you know um, better about how we we view food and eat and the family table. Um, there have been studies done on you know just everybody eating around the table again and the difference even mentally. Mental health issues went down as well. Um, we were what they found was that if you eat around the dinner table, if you shut all electronics off, uh, healthier weights, because we are allowing that fullness and hunger to happen because we're communicating with each other. You get to know your children and their friends a little bit better. Um, and so it had this amazing impact. And we all used to do it when you only had three channels on a little black and white TV sitting at the dinner table, wasn't that hard to do, Right. <laughs> you know? So we all used to do it and it mattered and it can matter again. And it's just, you know, trying to quiet our homes and our lives um, and our children so we can be there for our young girls and our young daughters, you know, so we can show them 
the respect that they deserve and have them respect themselves in the way that they deserve and 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 taking care of themselves and holding on to that preciousness that is them and and their self-worth and and you know it just it just allows us to be again and um ladies if this ends again um yvonne and i had uh prior to covid we um I had decided, um, I felt like God wanted me to do, I don't know if you guys know the lady who did, um, she started out, she sells, she, she makes and sells these tables now, um, but you can only buy one of her tables if you're going to have people over and fellowship. I can't remember the whole full story, but I felt God mm-hmm. saying, okay, well, why don't you invite women, you know, just one Saturday a month, because um, time, that's all it would allow for me, and you know, to like a brunch, and then just talk just share with each other what's what happens happens you know i'll provide the food yvonne got in and uh because she's a fantastic planner so she would um i would cook the food she would do all the decorating and it was so pretty and so nice and ladies would come and whoever was supposed to be there was there and then there were those who canceled would cancel but it was perfect yeah there was always a reason it was perfect it was wonderful because all uh, face, um, ages, um, uh, walks of life, different walks of life, colors, everything. It was just a, yes, it was just a beautiful mix of women just yeah. coming together and just learning from each other and being there for each other. And, you know, one time I had a friend who sold um, Scentsy. So I said, well, bring some of your sample stuff. Maybe someone wants to buy some Scentsy. You know, just celebrating each other and mm-hmm. celebrating who we are and what and, we can share. And form such great relationships yes. with new people yes. outside of our circle of church, you know. Yeah. So it got us out of those walls, if you will, and getting to know and love on other people. And it was really a beautiful thing. And then COVID struck. Yeah. So <laughs> when this does end, then, ladies, we'll start that back up again. Yes. And hopefully yes. you ladies can come be a part of that as well. Um, awesome. because yeah, it was just really that last one before COVID was, was like, God, it was, it was so amazing. I just can't even stop talking about how wonderful it was that day. Um, and so final thoughts. Um, so we'll start with you, Sherry, final thoughts. Wow. I would say my final thoughts to anyone watching this Um, it's awesome if you've gotten this far and you've watched the entire episode, but my prayer is that you would, wherever you are, take a next step toward God, that you would, um, quiet, find quiet time, find a quiet space to just spend time with him. And as he, as we quiet our life intentionally, he will quiet our hearts and he will speak to us and he will minister to us. And um, we just, I just pray that we would embrace kindness, that we would be kind to one another, um, loving to one another and kindness and humility doesn't always look like weakness sometimes it looks like strength exactly it does and so we can be kind and humble and gentle but still strong women of christ at the same time we love you guys Uh, i'm excited to see what kind of response we get yes wonderful wonderful miss Teresa. what are your final thoughts Oh, oh, she's, she's on mute. 
Can you can you see? Can you there, there you go? There you go. Okay. Now we can hear you. <laughs> um, first of all, thank you all for having me. This has been an incredible and fun experience to just yeah. share different ideas with each other. Yeah. Um, and my sister picked up on the first thought that came to me, which was for us as women to just be kinder to ourselves, um, whatever we look like um, to ourselves or to anyone else, be kinder to yourself, even as you look in the mirror, as you feed your body, even as you feed your mind and your soul. Um, I firmly believe that women are the backbone of civilization. And that much of civilization occurs or is and definitely is influenced by women and the space that they're in, the mindsets that they're in. And so a healthier, more mindfully eating family is generally going to be heavily influenced by the woman yeah. And how she is in her own soul and her body. And so in being kind to yourself, do some self-care. Yeah. And make that self-care look like what you choose to put in your body. Um, sure, for the moment, the sugars and the carbs are soothing, comforting to us. But long run, the natural and the leaf greens are more soothing and comforting to a healthier and longer and more full and rich life. So even as you are kinder to yourself and you are engaging in self-care, remember that all of this goes together. It starts in the heart and it ends in the heart. Mm. That what you put in your body and that what that that your heart puts out of body. It starts and ends there. And so remember the kindness and the self-care and this beginning and end with your heart. Love it. Love it. Yvonne, final thoughts? Well, I think I'll go back to what I started with, and that's in Genesis where God created us in his image and no other creature was created like us um, to be in his image. And so that brings back to what we had talked about earlier about so no other people's opinions matter mm -hmm. because God's already given us the honor of creating only <laughs> us in yes. his image. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank uh, all of you ladies so much for being a part of this. This was so fun for me. This was so amazing. Um, and um, yeah, if anybody has any questions, any comments, um, please remember to hit subscribe um, and um, join us. Uh, send questions, comments to any of us. Um, if you want to reach out to Sherry or Teresa or Yvonne, um, I'll make sure that their information um, is available. Um, and um, so, yeah, just let us know your thoughts. And we hope that we were a blessing to anybody that was listening. And uh, again, thank you guys so much. This has been wonderful for me. So much fun. And until um, next time, um, God bless and keep it healthy, holy, and whole.